One year ago today, in broad daylight, a black man was lynched in America. As we call the name of Ahmaud Arbery, I need us to understand that we still live in a time where a black man can be targeted, chased, and lynched for running through a white neighborhood. Let's keep it all the way real. Today I want to unpack and explain how we helped bring those three men who murdered Ahmad to some semblance of justice. They've been arrested. They're still in jail today. And what we're going to do to make sure that it stays that way. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. One year ago today, Ahmaud Arbery was running through a almost exclusively white neighborhood in South Georgia when he was targeted, chased, and then murdered in what can only be called a modern-day lynching. Now, let's be clear, lynching is not only when you hang someone from a tree, although that was a popular way to murder black folk in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Ahmad was lynched. A lynching is when someone decides to be judge, jury, and executioner and fully expects to get away with it. And I want to tell you a bit of a backstory because when I posted today that it's now been a year since Ahmad was murdered, a lot of people are saying, wow, it doesn't feel like it's been a year. It doesn't feel like it's been a year because it was months after Ahmad was murdered that the nation truly understood what happened. In fact, it was nearly two months after Ahmad was murdered that I had my first conversation with his dear mother, Wanda, and she explained to me how prosecutor after prosecutor, district attorney after district attorney, police department after police department had passed around this case, the murder of her son, her her baby boy, had passed around this case like a hot potato. And how when Ahmad was first murdered, police came to her door later that evening. Ahmad went out to run and was gone, obviously was gone for hours with her wondering, where is Ahmad? He went out for a run and, of course, never came back home. And when police determined who Ahmad was, and found her home address, they came to the home and said that Ahmad had been caught in a robbery, which we all now know was a complete fabrication, that Ahmad robbed nothing, stole nothing, committed no crime. Yet police came to her home, and instead of telling her that her son had been murdered by three white supremacists. 
They told her that he was caught in a robbery and was basically murdered by the men he had robbed from. Now, we eventually learned that the men who murdered Ahmad had nothing to do with any robbery. He, he did not steal from them, did not impact them in any way. It was a complete fabrication. From the first day Ahmad was murdered, police and prosecutors began colluding together. We now know in retrospect because one of the main men who was behind this literally worked as an officer for the local prosecutor for years, had won awards and honors from the local prosecutor. And so, of course, the prosecutors and the police, this man worked for the police department for a whole generation, they weren't going to hold these folk accountable. And it's a point that I often have to make, and I made it today on a post that I, I just shared on Instagram. It's a point that I have to make is that this thing we call the justice system, was not built to give justice for Ahmad. It was not built to give justice for his dear mother, Wanda Cooper Jones. This thing we call the justice system, and not just in South Georgia, but all over the country, was built for white power. It was built to protect white people, white power, and white property. Let me be clear. When they came and knocked on the door of Wanda Cooper Jones and said, your son was murdered committing a robbery, that was because the justice system was doing what it was built to do. It was built to punish and oppress black people, to protect white power, white people, and white property. Do you hear me? And so that system was just doing what it was meant to do. And when Wanda Cooper Jones called me nearly two months later, it was a cold case. And she told me that she was forced to see these men out and about town at the grocery store. These men were living as if they had not just lynched a black man. And in essence, that's what, that's what lynching is. It is a gross public form of murder where the, primarily the white men who did it walk around town as if they didn't. And that's exactly what happened. And it tortured this woman's soul. She had to bury her baby and really had to bury him with a degree of shame. She was not ashamed of Ahmad, but it had been put on her that her son was killed committing a crime, and she knew it was a lie. But she had to bury her baby anyway. And she told me, I spoke to her many times later. And she told me that that first week that Ahmad was murdered, all she really could focus on was her own grief her own pain, and the reality that she had to bury her baby. She was hardly able to think about it from the perspective of this being a case or this being a conspiracy, which it was, where prosecutors colluded with other prosecutors, police departments colluded with prosecutors to make sure that this case never saw the light of day. That was their goal. And before we came on board, 
when she called me and we finally were able to, to get her a legal team. And I was finally able to pitch to my staff at the Grassroots Law Project that we needed to take this case on and that we needed to organize to make sure that this family got justice. Before that, this case was not on a pathway to justice. It was a cold case. And I need, I need to explain this, not just because I've, I've made a decision in principle to teach people about what it is that I actually do, but I need you to understand what we did, what me and you and millions of us did. We organized for justice in this case. We did that. We organized together for justice in this case. Millions of us made phone calls, let me explain, at a hotline that our organization created. We created a hotline where when you call one single number, the first voice you'll hear will be my voice, and then I will connect you to office after office, person after person. And we made millions of calls and texts and emails. When you filled out our petition at runwithmod.com, when you filled that petition out, guess what happened? It's, it's what we call a smart petition, and we've pioneered this. When you fill out one petition on our platform, it then emailed every person involved in this case. We built that. We did that. The staff that we pay at the Grassroots Law Project literally manned and oversaw this 24 hours a day, seven days a week for well over a month. By the end of the first day of our campaign, Ahmad's story was being told in tens of millions of houses across the country. By the end of the first week, it was the number one story being told around the world. We did that. We, I need you to understand that we manufactured that using not only this podcast that you're listening to, The Breakdown, but using every tool we had at our disposal. We took that case from being a cold case all the way to making sure that not only the two men who participated in the direct murder of Ahmad, but the third man who chased Ahmad all through the neighborhood to make sure that all three of those men were arrested and charged with murder. And what people don't know and what I've, I've never really talked about publicly is what we had to do behind the scenes. Speaking to the White House, yes, the Trump White House. Speaking to the governor of Georgia the attorney general of Georgia, speaking to local prosecutors and district attorneys. We did everything we could speaking to Republican legislators all over Georgia about what happened in their state under their watch. And we had to, we had to organize with a level of shrewd tact and strategy because every person who had the ability to make a decision in that case was a conservative Republican. From the Trump administration to the Republican governor of Georgia, the Republican attorney general, to the Republican district attorneys in the case. 
And we realized that in order for us to organize ourselves into them actually doing right by this family, that we had to walk a tightrope that we never spoke about, that my dear friend and brother, the co-founder of Grassroots Law, Lee Merritt, we never spoke about it publicly because we knew in some ways people wouldn't understand what we were doing. That we had to basically put millions of people's phone calls, emails, and text messages. We had to use that as pressure to pressure conservatives into doing something that they truly didn't want to do. But they did it. And it wasn't just because it was trending. We made it trend. We created that. I literally asked hundreds of celebrities to participate in this campaign with us. Hundreds of thousands of people ran for mod all over the country, and we built this into a strategy to hold these men responsible. And now we need these men to be convicted. And that has not yet happened yet. Even, even that is not justice, it's accountability. Justice would be Ahmad being alive and still jogging this morning and yesterday morning and tomorrow morning. That would be just. Justice would, would be his dear mother not having to acknowledge that her son died on this day last year. We're fighting for accountability. We can call it justice. Um, justice is a balancing of the scales, and it's going to be hard to balance the scales, but we are demanding accountability, and we won't let up until we have it. Take care, everybody. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101, We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone.